episode of the Classic Pickup Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whips, and I hope you enjoy this episode. This podcast is sponsored by Classic Pickup Supplies, your number one Ford and Chev pickup parts supplier. Mention Classic Truck for a 10% discount off your first order. Classic Pickup Supplies, located in Coolum Beach, Queensland. Call 07 5446 2667. Or visit their website, www.classicpickupsupplies.com.au. Classic Pickup Supplies, dedicated to the restoration and preservation of the pickup. Episode 61. This week I sat down with Stephen Pilcher from Bendigo. He's got a 67 Ford F100. It's a right-hand drive. It's a real beauty. I had a great conversation. A lot of interesting stuff here, uh, especially for the Ford guys. You know, he's got a Crown Vic front end going into this truck. Uh, he's got, you know, the five liter supercharged Coyote Miami engine. So a lot of things that I think uh, we're gonna see more and more of here in Australia, and I think it's great. So uh, not a lot of other news, uh, just working away on my truck, trying to trying to keep busy. Uh, obviously still COVID's a bit of an issue down here in Victoria and I'm blowing out again. So at the moment, it's just uh, head down and and work away and try and get a bit of progress on my build and I really hope you guys are doing the same on your builds. So hope you enjoy this episode guys. Steve, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Um, you know, really good to have a chat to you. There's a couple of things about your build that I'm really looking forward to talking about and uh, yeah, so welcome to the show, mate. Thanks very much, Michael. Appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, you know, we start each podcast the same. So uh, if you want to just take us back to that early memories and, and you know probably a bit of a story you know that what's gotten you to where you are now like what what were your automotive influences and you know how, how did that all happen yeah probably like everyone else their dad um my dad had um star model uh, mainline utes and um he used to do a run from bendigo down to melbourne to um pick up gas bottles to bring up for all the local soft drink factories in bendigo back in the day I'm going back in the 60s, and um, yeah, he had the had the main lines and the the star models and two nine twos. He actually um, he put a Humber Snipe four speed gearbox. I don't know how he did it. I was only young, but he had a Humber Snipe four speed gearbox behind the the two nine two. We used to really get along all right. So yeah, and then he had F100s. He had a really nice 57, um, a blue 57. Everyone knew knew Dad. Brown Bendigo had a ditch which dug for all the plumbers, electricians, gas, and he just back in when I was young, I just thought it was a shit out, but it was actually a pretty cool, pretty cool truck. So um, yeah, he had other he had other cars as well. He he liked his European stuff. He had Peugeot. I don't know why, but he had Peugeots, <laughs> uh, Borgwood, which was quite quite different. Borgwoods. Um, he always wanted Borgwood Isabella Coupe. They're quite sought after. Um, but yeah, he had, had a bit of European stuff as well, but but mainly Fords, and that's where I yeah got my influence influences from was was Ford, and yeah, I've always been been Ford. Um, yeah, I've never had anything else, but um, as as a um, a personal car, but um, a family car, I've had different different cars, but yeah, mainly Ford. Mm. 
Yeah, I sort of, I grew up very similar. Um, for some reason, my dad's dream car when he was in high school was a, a custom line. So, um, yeah, as soon as I think I reckon I would have been about twelve or thirteen, and we were down in Melbourne at a Shannon, and we went we went down to Shannon's. They have got their showroom there, and uh, and we drove out in a fifty nine Ford custom line. Down oh, there yeah. The spot. yeah, so it was a beauty. And I, I had a '53 uh, anniversary model mainline when I was young. Yeah. And that that was my first one of my first projects that I was going to fix up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. One of many that never really got anywhere. So. Yeah. Yeah. I love the I love the star models and um, yeah, Dad had quite a few star models. Um, but yeah, he had yeah, he had a couple of '57s though. They were they were quite good. Um, yeah, that's where I sort of yeah got all my influence all his you know vehicles that he had so um yeah, and i just sort of i was mainly into xr xy xt xw utes that's all of and then as time went on xas and right up to well got an fg so yeah right right through the whole the whole model line except an au except an au <laughs> yeah. the one glitch in ford's um, yeah. lineup yeah yeah definitely keep right away from those but yeah so that's yeah that's what i've i've um yeah oh, look i don't mind other you know, i don't mind other other brands um um el camino utes always floated me boat but yeah i don't know why ford didn't bring um some rancheros or people didn't bring rancheros out to australia they were they were quite cool, as the same as an El Camino, but I just didn't seem to. You don't see rancho, you rancheros around a lot, but you see El Caminos around. You know, I don't know why yeah. that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess our Australian manufacturers just had the Ute market wrapped up, so I, I'm yeah. guessing that's why. Yeah. Um, yeah, you 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 do see El Caminos, but I'd, I'd say most of them have been imported. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Twenty yeah. years or so. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Rancheros are really cool looking car, actually. They are, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially the and the XMs and um, that model. They're actually bigger in the in the cabin than, than what our XMs and that are. They're, they're bigger, bigger in the yeah in the cabin. So yeah. yeah. But anyway, the the Falcons have got quite a cult following in the states as well. I know. Yes. Um, you know, we spoke to a couple of guys in the states, but Del Yushenko, um who we spoke to, yeah, he he loves them, and yeah. he's building one. He's building one at the moment, which is really cool. So yeah, 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 awesome. Well, um, so you've got a '67 um, Ford F100. So yep. is is that your first classic truck, or you know, have you had a few in the past? Ah, uh, no, that'll be yeah, that'll be my first one. Yeah, I've well, got got a few, but yeah, um, yeah, that'll be me. Yeah, I've got four of them, um, but in yeah, they just. They're all going, but they're not drivable, as in not registered. And some of them are a bit shitty, but they're good for parts, and and they're very collectible now. So I've just got a few in the background there, just in case I want to do another project. Yeah, yeah that's it. It's um, it's easy enough to to have the parts rather than chase them, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, although there's still still lots of blokes that are are willing to to sell bits and pieces and. And you still chase it up. There's, you know, a lot of aftermarket stuff as well. Um, so yeah, I went down the, I went down the track of dropping it on its, on its belly as well. Um, I, I started with a, a Jag, Jag front end, a Jag rear end. I was going to have a full independent rear and front. Um, and there was a, 
bloke up in uh, Queensland who was doing a, a kit for airbags and I, I bought that off him and um, got it all set up and then uh, sitting there one night on, on the phone looking at YouTube and um, I, I saw these Crown Vic fronts and I thought, oh, they're pretty cool. So um, they're a full aluminium front end and um, I thought, oh, yeah, I wouldn't want to have a go at that. So I sort of did a bit of research and this is early, this is probably three or four years ago before it was sort of really known out here and um, I bought one off a, a guy up in Queensland and I said to him, how do I go for, you know, a right hand conversion? And um, he goes, oh, yeah, it's easy, mate, just get a FG um, rack and, yeah, done. I thought, right, eh? So I bought it, got it shipped down down to Bendigo and um, picked it up and took it home and looked at it and thought, yeah, it's pretty cool and I know what I'm going to do. And so uh, the first thing was to, to get it changed from left to right and, um, yeah, that wasn't that easy. <laughs> I, I, I really tripped over my old fella there. It was really... Um, yeah, not that easy. I thought it would be easy. Um, so I nearly considered pissing it off and not not doing it. I, but anyway, I thought, no, nah, I'll, I'll stick with it and see how I go. So I was speaking to another friend and he said, do you know Lionel West? I said, no, I don't. I said, I know his name because I used to race Speedway solo bikes back in the day and Westy's a very, very good Speedway um driver and um he said we'll go and see westy he's just down the road from me probably half an hour down the road at, um in um Elfingstone. and uh go and see westy so i rang him up and told him what i had and um he goes oh yeah I'd really like to have a look at that bring it down so i took the front end down and um he had a bit of a look at it and he said come on come with me so we got a tape measure and he we walked out the back of his shed and he's got an old a little bedford you know the bedfords they put 253s in and you know, the, the tray and that. So I don't know what model they are, but one of those he had sitting out the back that he converted to power steering. So he, he said, hold that end. So I held the dumb end and got under and we measured it all up. And he goes, yep, that'll fit. He goes, go and get a VE Commodore rack. And I said, righto. And um, um, I said, oh, Lionel, I can't have, can't have Commodore stuff <laughs> <laughs> on me effie, mate. He goes, TRW, mate, and they're not. Actually, TRW make them for for GMH. I said, well, "That's all right, then, no worries." So, <laughs> I went and bought one, and um, took it down to him, and um, yeah, bang, he he changed it from left hand to right hand for me. All we had to, the threads were the same as the tire rod ends on the on the Crown Vic. Um, we had to just shorten up the the ends on the on the rack. Uh, made a carrier because um, I didn't know anything about bump steer. There's a, a thing called bump steer. That was the that was the biggest issue. Um, so he being Speedway, um, he knew all the ge geometries and how to do it all. And plus he'd worked, um, he's a very clever man. He's got, I don't know whether you know Lionel West, he's got, um, uh, a land speed record car that called the, the bronze Aussie, which is a Commodore and, um, he's trying to do 300 mile an hour and, um, he's very, very talented gentleman. So he, he did that for me, brought it home and, um, so it's, left hand, that's right hand drive. So I was pretty happy with that. So then the next stage was to um, um, mount it onto the onto the chassis. So um, as we were speaking a minute ago about, uh, I ordered some OME, because they're a bolt-in, they're a bolt-in um, uh, unit. Yeah, they, they've got vertical dowel pins, don't they? And they go top yeah. to bottom through the chassis. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
was your chassis width pretty much the exact correct width? Because I know that it's it's a super popular front end in the states for all the Ford guys to use. What what's the measurements? Do you know between? No, I can't remember. Um, but it, they're a little bit. They're just a shade wider than the FE. So you probably you can get one finger down between the uh, the inside of the chassis and the um, the outside of the chassis and the inside of the of the Crown Vic front, uh, like where the where the shocker tower um, goes. So yeah, they're they're a little bit wider, but not much. But they're a perfect. Yeah, they're really good. So I I um I did a bit more research and um there was a young bloke in America who who did one here. A Coyote unit, which I've put in mine. Um, he had twin turbo, all the all the bizzo, and um, I just listened to what he was saying, and because um, I didn't know, because because the I'll go won't go too far too far ahead. So I I got the um, from a place called Tasca in America, Tasca Auto Parts. I ordered the crush tubes because there was another bloke on on uh, YouTube who actually put up the part numbers, the everything all the part numbers you need. So I just copied, I just, yeah, got the part numbers, got onto Tasker's site, ordered the, the crush tubes, the bolts. So everything's OME, it's Ford OME. So um, I set it all up, took it down to Westy, he put it on the rack um, because the engineer that worked out of Westy's shed could see what was going on and it was all kosher and... Um, he welded it all in for me um, and did my rear notch at the same time and brought it home and just bolted the front end and away I went. So, and then the next thing was to that I'd, I'd, um, I'd um, bought a, a REC 335 supercharged Coyote um, and then I was putting that in. And then there was a young bloke in America, as I said, with a with twin turbo one, because the FG, the FG um, engine mounts go out on like a 45-degree angle to go into the Falcons and they're not, they're just not going to work. Um, so I I listened and listened and listened. And this bloke, um, they said to him, what did you do for engine mounts? He goes, oh, I just used the stock Crown Vic ones. And I go, duh. So <laughs> I just ordered the stock Crown Vic um, engine mounts from Tasca. They lobbed here. Um, and because there are... Um, a modular motor there's quite a few bolts up the side of the of the block so you can move you got a little bit of room to play and do stuff um the only thing is when i sat it in the chassis the steering pump hit the um one of the chassis rails so i had to make up some aluminium spaces block spaces to sit on top of where the crown vic ones all bolt up i just drilled some holes put some roll pins in because if they're spaces, they're spaces. But if I weld it, then it's got to be engineered. So I just just put some roll pins to hold in the spot. And of course, once the once the bolts go through, you do them up. It holds it in place anyway. Um, and that's how I mounted my my um, my engine into. And it was quite simple. It was really really easy. I I couldn't believe how easy it was. Same as the front end. It was yeah. It was quite easy. Um, yeah, it was really good. So um, I got some. I got some HQ coilovers. I pissed off the the struts and got some HQ um, coilovers off Air Ride. Uh, are they out of a Holden? No, HQ. That's the brand. Um, oh, okay. HQ series. Sorry, yeah, HQ series at, from Air Ride. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you take the piss. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just, just go jump back a few steps then. Yeah. So uh, a lot of our listeners uh, may not be up to date on the Coyote motor. Like everyone would just go, oh, that's the new Mustang motor. But you're talking about the five liter motor that comes out of an XR8. Is, what, is it the FG Falcons? Is that where they came from? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's, it's actually, it's actually, they call them up there. Uh, they're a Coyote Miami motor, and the Australian ones are Miami's. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So I come out of FG, that's right. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. spot on. So they were, they were manufactured here in Australia, so they're not an imported motor. That was part of Ford's production at the time. And, yeah, I mean, just a a great Aussie V8. I, I think they're fantastic. So it's a supercharged motor. It's a 335 kilowatt. I mean, yep. you know, proven performer. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. So um, I can tweak it up a little bit by um, there's a there's an intercooler kit you can buy um, a water intercooler, not an air, air air one like on it now. You can buy an air uh, water one. It's a lift up the what they call a turtle back where the where all the rotors and that are. So you can lift the turtle back up. I think it's I don't know, probably fifty mil. <clears throat> Sounds easy, but you put that put this in. It's got its own little electric water pump. You put another. Um, another uh, radiator at the front little cooler at the front and um because if you change if you it's a catch-22 if you change the pulley size and you create more horsepower you create create more heat and you create more heat you lose horsepower so <laughs> it's a bit of a catch-22 so um yeah but but we yeah i'm i'm a yeah i'm I'm old school, I, you know, coil and, and all that sort of stuff. If it doesn't go, it's spark. And so this is a whole new thing for me. I've I've learned so much about, you know, ECUs. I didn't know what an ECU was. And CAN bus, CAN bus. I thought, yeah, just out of, out of control. When you got this motor out of the, the wrecked vehicle, yep. um, did you, you know, was it, because you know, like I, I know a bit more about, say, an LS motor doing doing the same sort of deal. But you know, certain LSs, yeah, you got to make sure you get the wiring loom, you got to get the ECU. Um, there's a couple of models there where it's important to actually get the pedal because it's got the fly-by wire, um, all that sort of information. Like, did you go into this uh, Miami knowing what bits you needed to get out of the vehicle, or was that an option, or was this thing already on a pallet at a wreckers and they'd already pulled it all out? No, I got the car as a wreck. Um, I got a through a bloke I knew. It was just a accident thing. I, you know, I, I always toyed with it, but you know, I was looking at boss, the you know, the other boss motors out of BAs, and I wasn't looking at it, looking for a, a Coyote. So I accidentally bumped into it. So that that was yeah. Um, but I had everything there, and before I got in, jumped into it. I there's a young bloke here in Bendigo, or just out of Bendigo, who who does a lot of um looms for all the the barra boys here in bendigo all, all around australia actually and so i was lucky enough to have him not far up the road so i i, I made contact with him and said would you be interested in doing a, a coyote he said oh shit yeah he said i'd love to yeah yeah definitely so i spoke to him he said well look yeah once you're right grab the you have to grab the um the fly by wire you'll need that you'll need the dash because for all the pads and all that sort of stuff. We, you need all that. But that's about it. I said, oh, right. So um, I got all that out of it. Some of the wiring, obviously, some of the wiring loom. And um, there was lots of issues. We thought, that, well, we thought there was going to be lots of issues. Because it's, I'm running the ZF six-speed, um, 
automatic. So that's that's an issue in itself too because it's not it's German and they don't like giving out information. So it's really difficult. But it turns out um, the young bloke who's doing it for me, he we were t- we're worried about. Well, not worried about, but uh, well, we were about um, ground speed. So we we've got um, you know sp- speedo and all that sort of stuff. You can do that by you know putting sensors on the on the on the tail shaft that sort of stuff. You can do that, but turns out they've actually everyone said oh they haven't got an internal speed sensor, but apparently well, they have. So we've we've ticked that one off. The dash uh, we don't need that. I don't need that. Um, that's all good. We've had it running, but not driving. So I'm I'm that close now. Um, just about to do it under its own power. So we're we're very excited to to get it running under its own power. Um, there was other issues um, with um, the way it. Uh, I was going to shift shift it because an FG shifter doesn't look very nice in a in a 1967 car. So that was another issue I had to I had to solve. Um, spoke to lots of people. Nah, nah, you can't. Nah, 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 nah not going to work. So anyway, I accidentally bumped in to look at low car stuff, low car shifters. And there's one they do for the Chevs, a TH400. And it's nice big shifter. It's got like a little mushroom on it. And you, you press it in, do all your gates, and then you can flip it across and you, then you've got your sequential. So I uh, bought one of those off Hot Rod Place in Melbourne. And well, before I did that, I rang uh, me me go to bloke with the um, the warring. Then I said, "Oh, what what do you reckon?" He goes, "Bring this bloke. He's in Western Australia. He's called Jamie from Shift Kits Australia." So I rang Jamie, or contacted him, and he said, "Yeah, I can do that. No worries at all." I said, "To to to pick up the FG signal? Yeah, yeah, no worries. Send it over." So I sent it over. He made up a little mini loom that, that goes on the on the shifter, a bit of wiring with the plug that, that'll suit the, the FG or the uh, ZF, I should say. Um, yeah, a week, sent it back, bang, done. So that's another one ticked off. <laughs> um, it's, all, it's all the little tricks, isn't it? And, and it's that it's having conversations with people. And then so now anyone that listens to this podcast who's thinking about doing this swaps, like, oh, okay, now. I know what to do or you know they can reach out to you and get a bit of info so this is why i love doing this podcast because i don't know how many hours you would have put in research, oh. you would you know endless hours sitting down on the phone the missus yep. going get up your phone dinner's ready and you're trying to work out how to yeah. you know yeah. i know what it's like because i do it every day as well. <laughs> but uh, but you know like sharing that information now like this is not a swap that i guess a whole lot of people have done yet but i you know if you're a ford guy there's a few there's a few but yeah, yeah not a lot no there's a yeah there's a nice one in an xe up in sydney xe um sedan mm. yeah. yeah 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 but uh, you know especially oh, right. classic truck classic truck range you know like you you got a 302 or a 351 and then you're talking probably a lot of guys doing barra swaps um you know and then you know this is a really good option for something that's quite modern and um, you know, and I'm sure there's plenty of guys putting LSs into their Fords, which you know yes. would make some people cringe. Yep. Um, but you know, there's there's a million options. Um, no, that's really cool. So then, back to your suspension for a moment. Mm. You were going to put the Jag stuff in there originally, and you had all the airbags set up. Yep. You've now got the uh, four Crown Vic front end 
and you've got springs in there. So you've you've gone away from the airbags now, and you're just going to run a bit of a static setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got it very low. It's um, it's um, about three inches off the not the the, the chassis, not the well, it's three inches off the ground, but not to look at if you look at the car at ride height. But the front end, you know, it's like a yeah, it's quite it's quite low. Um, and the back's quite low. I've got a notch in it. I'm just running springs. Everyone said, "Oh, do a full link, do a full link," but uh, I said to a mate of mine who did me, and once again, I was very lucky. I've got a, I've got a bloke in Bendigo who's very, it does all, does a lot of tail shafts for, for trucks and and hot rods, and um, uh, I said to Wayne about it, and he goes, "Yeah, we'll just whatever you want to do, we'll just do a tail shaft for you, no worries. We'll just run the, run the original one, and you can work it out." And I said, "Yeah, no worries." And I said, "Oh, I just want to keep it simple," and he laughed. And he said, "Steve, your thing's not simple," <laughs> but. To me, it is. I'm just keeping the I'm just keeping the springs on the back of it. Um, I've got it nice and low. It's just got a really got a really nice stance. It'll it'll look pretty tough. So um, I don't want to do the falling. Yeah. Yeah. And so you you've done an axle flip though, or was it already ready that way around? No, it was already that way around. But everyone, uh, a lot of people, when I had it down at Westies, everyone's going, "What's that diff? What's that diff?" And um, because it's a banjo, it's a banjo diff, but it's Ford, and um, so I've got disc brakes on the on the ass end of it. But I've put a, and you're going to laugh, and everyone will laugh. Um, I've got a Ford Explorer diff in it. Yeah, an eight point eight. Correct. Yes, they're they're tough. I know. Oh, they're, they're, yeah, they're everywhere. Yep, yeah. tough as tough as tough. They're as tough as a, a nine inch. Um, limited slip, so thirty one spline, and um, yeah, they're they're everywhere. So. That's what I've got in that. That's why I did it like that. So, um, yeah, easy, easy. So, yeah, yeah. And I, and I saw from your photos too, um, similar to the the C twenty chassis, the the rear uh, suspension where the leaf spring comes up, the shackle like a traditional shackle hangs below the chassis, and then you've got your your leaf underneath it, like what a Land Cruiser or whatever would have. But um, it looks like that's running the upside down as well yeah i don't know if that makes sense to someone if i can't see this podcast but yeah, yeah. instead of the yeah, instead of the shackle hanging down below the the point on the chassis the shackle's actually up high and then yeah so what i what i was going to do originally because i originally was going to have static suspension in this truck yeah and and it has that because it's a c20 suspension and i figured that if i wanted to lower it a little bit i could just build some longer shackles and effectively you know effectively just lower it quite easily rather right. than you know quite often you put uh lowering blocks in and all that sort of yeah thing. yeah that would be a much, much simpler way to do it yeah that's right yeah exactly yeah yeah that's what i've yeah so i've got those shackles and that's that's why i've got the ride height quite nice and but uh look there's when you said before about um doing all the research and all that sort of stuff and you change one thing and ten things line up behind you to screw you over. It's just amazing. Because uh, I've, I've with the photos I've sent you, I, I've I've channeled my, I suppose you call well, it's channeled. I've channeled my my tub, but not channeled it as in to change the height on the chassis. I've channeled my floor, I should say. I've channeled my floor up so that it's it hasn't got. I, I don't like that. You see it all the time. It's got this hump in the. I don't like that hump. So. I've, I've and my floor was pretty handy to do, so I've just cut all the insides out of my my tub, channeled it, oh, I don't know three or four inches, 
and the the tops of the the tops of the the wheel arches are sitting on the on the on that top rail of the so then I've got to make up a I've got to make up a um a section in the middle that I can service the the fuel the fuel tank and all the other bits and pieces that I want to if I want to get underneath there and do that instead of taking the tub off or or scrambling around underneath and that was another thing the fuel the fuel system was another nightmare for me because uh, it's got to have return fuel so um, I, cu- I can't run the those sixty seven well all the bump sides have got the f- uh, the petrol tank inside the inside the cabin so then I had to work out how I was going to do that and I'll, you know lots of stuff Must- mustangs were a big thing in the states they do mustang swap um, but they are pretty expensive so um, I got an XH fuel tank which was you know 120 bucks um and then i had to try and mount a fuel pump inside that which i did with the help of with westy again made up a a nice ring for me to um raise the the height on that um where the where the traditional ring goes to hold everything in uh we made a ring put a heap of holes in it and i had to get i got a ba ute um pot and everything because that's got the the sensor on the side so cars are different they've got a different uh, setup for a for a fuel um regulator if you like whereas a ute one's on the side so i can plop that in and do that so i, I made all that up and i've fitted all that up now um so yeah i've done my return fuel and it's all pumping and yeah it's getting close to as i said getting pretty close to, to start so the 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 donor car probably had a plastic fuel tank did it was correct it? yeah it did yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Did, did you use the the fuel sender unit out of that tank and just put it into the other one or you had to just reinvent the wheel had to reinvent the wheel it wouldn't fit yeah it was it was uh the ring on top of it was was much much bigger than what the the xh one was but the ba one was was suitable so that's why i went down actually used the ba one but i just used the I pulled it all apart and I shortened it and still use that pot, you know, that swirl pot and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I had to reinvent the wheel a little bit with that one, but it wasn't that wasn't that hard. So, um, but once again, it's just uh, just time consuming. This is this is what I love about, you know, you, we're doing a very similar thing, although they're totally different. But mm. you know, you, you're taking an original old chassis and you're changing it to accept some different suspension and then you're putting a different motor in there and then you you know everything's got to fit around that and and i often sit here you know looking at my truck and like what am i doing here how am i going to do this and and you feel like you're you're an engineer at gm or at ford because (laughs) you know you're creating a new vehicle i mean you're you're kind of looking in the in the parts bin to see what's available and what will fit and then you know you do all your research and you know stuff like that and you know like you said you you know the guy went out there and he, you know, he measured up a few things on the on suspension and said, "Oh yeah, use a VE Commodore steering rack." I mean, it's it's just the case of yeah, you look at what you've got to accomplish, and then you have got to go out there in the real world and find something that fits that mold that you can use. And I, it's so much more work. Like when I look at uh, you know so many guys who put an old Chev truck body on a HQ chassis. I understand why because yeah, you don't yeah. have to you don't have to do all that shit like it's so much easier and, and if you don't have the time and the patience and the skill to do all the stuff that we're talking about then then i you know i really think find a chassis that you can use like that but the i think the fun of what we're doing and when we finally drive it down the road is like oh, oh yeah. my god I, 
I built a whole car. Yeah, that's right. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. And 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 commercial. Uh, my engineer, unfortunately, we spoke about earlier. My engineer, I went my my engineer. The engineer I was using, unfortunately, um, uh, got killed. In a in a, he was actually testing testing a car, and he got killed. And um, and Peter always said to me that I was doing the right thing as far as a commercial vehicle. He said. If you use commercial, <clears throat> you know, a commercial, you know, F100, Chev, one tonner, if you like, commercial stuff is much easier to do because it's a chassis, obviously, but it's much easier to do. You, you, there's more room to move if you're doing it with a commercial chassis and, and everything, an original chassis as well. Um, it makes life a lot easier for you, he said to me. So that was a that was a good thing. Yeah, so that was, that was pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. So... I mean, the Crown Vic front end, I, I'm really interested in this. And it's funny, you know, you messaged me and, and it was really great timing because I've I've literally spent hours and hours um, recently, you know, looking at the Crown Vic fronts because I, I've got a 48 Ford uh, F1 truck that's going to be here soon. And uh, I spoke about this on the last podcast, but most likely that's going to end up with a Tesla electric motor in the back. Yeah, that's the, cool. The with all the Tesla suspension and that sort of stuff. And, and what I, you know, what I look at is like, you, you can't have all that power and technology up the back. And then, you know, what, what do I do as a front suspension? Because you, you know, you definitely want to have some good brakes up there and you want to have decent power steering and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, like, a, I know that the Jag is a tried and true and pr- proven performer in the hot riding world. Um, you know, there's the L300s. A lot of guys will use the um, the van front ends, which are a bit chunkier and uglier. But you know, I and then of course there's there's a bunch of guys in Australia who are making really high quality, awesome uh, aftermarket full full blown front ends. And, they are, yeah. But they're not cheap, you know, and they're not uh, cheap for a reason. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of work. A lot of work going on. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, like I, I I did a bunch of research, and you know, I was like. Well, I haven't, and I don't have the truck here to measure the rails to work it all out yet. But yep, yep. If, a, if a Crown Vic can work and it's not a huge thing to, to maybe turn it to a right-hand drive, because I'm considering that I'll probably convert this Ford when I get it. But uh, yeah, I, I've been really looking. Do you know, is there, um, is are they pretty easy to airbag if you want to? Have you? Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Well, these these um, air ride coilovers I've got on mine. Oh, sorry, I bought them from me. Well, not called air ride. I bought them from air ride. They're, they're called the HQ series. When I bought them, um, the young bloke that I bought them off, I told him what I was doing. He said, "Oh, it's a, a very clever buy." He said, "Because you can buy the airbag that slips over those. If you want to airbag this down the track, you can just slip the airbag straight over that coilover, and you've got yourself an airbag. It's easy as that." So that was, he said, that was a very, very wise move what you've bought. Um, if you ever want to airbag it, you can just do that. So um, yeah. with 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 that Crown Vic, it's funny. I I had a bloke, I'm always on, you know, on those, on a heap of F100 sites and, and hot rod sites too, you know, the ham and all that sort of stuff. But one day there, were, there was a, I saw some blokes talking about Crown Vic in Australia about it and they were all, sort of talking how, you know, this will fit and that'll fit and, you know, I've done, you know, this and that. And and I sort of, I didn't say, I don't like jumping in, but anyway, I did. I jumped in and I said, oh, 
I don't know if that'll work, but this is what works and I've done it. And um, so this bloke contacted me from, from Queensland and um, he said, oh, Steve, he said, oh, I've got a Crown Vic and I, I want to change it from left to right. I said, yeah, give this bloke a ring. He'll do it for you. Anyway, about two or three days later, he rang me back and he said, oh, would you do it for me? Would you go on? Um, and he was like, look, a genuine, genuine bloke. He said, would you go and get a, um, a rack for me and take it down? And I said, yeah, I'll do that for you. No worries. So um, I went and got a rack and took it down to Westy and Westy did the conversion. And I packed it all up and sent it up to, up to Queensland for him and, and um, just charged him my time as he, you know, run around and a couple hundred bucks to run around and, and, and set it up for him. So he is pleased as punch. And then blow me down only, oh, a fortnight, a month ago, there was another, <clears throat> this was this one was quite funny. It was on an F1, it was on a, an American F100 site, flat out F100s. And there was a couple other sites that this bloke from, um, nice bloke from, from New South Wales, he, I'd put a photo up on, I don't know how long ago, my front end of what I'd done. And um, he, <clears throat> pardon me, he kept the photo and um, he kept the photo, put it up on about five different sites. And the one site that I saw it on, was this American site, the flat, the flat out F one hundred site? Anyway, all these Yanks are taking the piss out of it because I've got it right hand drive. You see, they're taking the piss, and this bloke from New South said to me, "Does anyone know whose front end this is? I'm trying to work out what the what the rack is." And rah 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 rah. Of course, everyone was, you know, it's this, it's that, and rah rah rah. It's early Capri and all this sort of stuff. And so anyway, I jumped on and said, "Look, it's my front end." And, I'd uh, I've done the conversion, and um, once again he he contacted me and asked me if I'd I'd send one up, so I did. But it was funny that the the Yanks they um one bloke they're all hanging shit on it, and one bloke photoshopped it and spun it back around the way it's the left hand drive again. So there he goes, there you go, put it back to left hand drive, fixed it, yeah. <laughs> fixed it. Anyway, I got on and said it's an Australian um, conversion. Uh, in an F100 right hand drive, they all shut up. They went, "Oh, that's pretty. That's pretty cool." You know, they all, yeah, they didn't. They didn't realize. They didn't realize what was going on. But yeah, it was funny how they were hanging shit. So yeah, you know, I've heard, I've helped a couple of blokes out. Um, not, and I, I don't. I hope this doesn't lead to <laughs> everyone they contact me and say, "Oh, can you do one for me?" That's that's not what how it all. I just happen to help these couple of blokes out, and I'm happy to point people in the right in the right direction. Crownvicconversions.com. You know? No, no, no. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't got time. But um, I, yeah. Look, I do. I don't mind helping people out. It's yeah. One day, I'd hope that someone would do the same for me. Um, but yeah, there's a lot, a lot of nutting out with the with all that. Well, actually, when I first started it. I put out on the ham, a um, couple other sites. Has it? Has anyone ever did a? Has anyone ever done a, a Crown Vic um, conversion? Not one. Not one. Not nothing. I didn't get anything, and I'm sort of sitting there thinking everyone's going, "You dickhead!" <laughs> but I got nothing. Not a thing. Um, same with the same with the Coyote. Trying to work out the the ZF and and this and that and nothing. No one. Yeah. Anyway, I've nutted it all out um, slowly but surely. So um, yeah, a lot of stuff That's I've great. kept. A lot of stuff I've done. You, you know, you see stuff on on Facebook, and you take a, I take a photo of it. Um, the um, centre bearing carrier. Um, I saw that on a on a site. There's a place in Melbourne they call the Car Guys. Uh, they do a lot of F100 conversions. They do, you know, um, BA and FG 
um, front end conversions and that made made up this this carrier. And um, when it come time to to do mine, I went back through all my photos. Oh, there it is, car guys, give me a ring. Yeah, no worries. So I got one, and they sent it up to me. And um, mate, that that was another little piece of the puzzle. Um, yeah, I just bought some some really nice. Uh, bump stop carriers off Ryan from um, United Speed Shop. So, yeah, just I just get stuff from here, get stuff from there, and what I like, you know, what looks cool. And yeah, yeah I, I don't know whether you noticed. I've done my own. I've I've smoothed out. I've made all my own inner guards. They're all and they're raised four inches because my my truck's lower. So I've had to raise everything up. So I've made all that all those all those inner guards have all been smoothed out, made it myself. And yeah, no, that's awesome. No, it's looking really good. And, and what you're talking about saving photos, I think that's really great advice for people. You know, I, I would assume most people do that, but who knows if they do or not. Yeah. I've, I've got a, a folder on my phone, you know, my photos, you know, I've got a folder and it's and it's literally just, I just called it my chev build. And, and anytime I do anything on my truck, I take photos and, and then I just make sure and I transfer like every now and then I just sit there and I'll just dump them all in there. And, and like you say, if I see a steering wheel that yep. I really like from a company in the States, I'll just screenshot, yep. save that in the folder. And then, you know, like six months later, when you get to that point, you're like, oh, hell, what was that thing? You can just go back in and yeah, correct. go back through. And then the other great thing, of obviously, of doing that is when your engineer says to you, oh, what, did you put crush tubes in, you know, for your chassis? I'm like, yeah, I did. Here's the photos. Yeah. Um, I took photos. And, and that's pretty important because, you know, you your engineer's not here every day to see things. And, and if you can take photos of all the little things that you do, it's mm. yeah, that's pretty important for your build. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, no, uh, really cool. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it's great because you can, yeah, like you scroll back through it all and have a look. Oh, that's what I, yeah, there it is. And rah, 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 rah. I, I've also got a, I use the original, the original um, steering column in it. And once again, I've been very lucky just up the road, only two or three Ks up the road, there's a, there's a, a gentleman who used to work. See, um, going back to Westy, he he worked at the Castlemaine Road Shop when Hatfield had it, and all these different blokes had different skills. And the, <clears throat> I'm lucky enough to have another bloke just up the road from me, um, George, who does his alien retro columns. So he does all these retro columns for everyone. So um, I've got a, um, a collapsible um, steer, original F100 collapsible breakaway. All signed off, engineered report, and done. So cool. And so that was you took him your original column, and he's put a collapsible in it. Or... Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah correct. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So and short shorten it up for me. I didn't want to. Yeah, you know, they're really they're pretty long, coming right up to your chest with a big wheel. I've I've actually shortened mine up a little bit, so it's away from me a little bit, and I've just got a one of those SAS wood, sort of like an XRGT steering wheel with a with all the dots around it and but it's just an essay you know nice nice looking wheel so yeah yeah because i mean you the original ones you know you like yeah. driving the bus they're huge correct it, yeah. that's the funny that's the funny thing in these chevs when you when you look at the two uh you know your speedo and your taco and everything like that and and in between like you know if i was building the vehicle dead center in the middle is where the steering column would be but in these chevs they're, they're offset yeah. about an inch and a half to the yeah. length Yep, and and that's because the steering wheel is so big that they have to bring it across a little bit. You know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's crazy. That's, yeah. that's one of the one of the mods to my my truck will be. Well, not only that, I have to move I have to move both my gauges across anyway to to match where my seat's going to end up. But the 
the center of the you know the column will be centered on the gauges because I can't deal with it. Not yeah. Much, so. <laughs> uh, no, that's fair call. Yeah, that's fair and call. That sort of stuff does your head in. It does. Yeah. So, so paint wise, you know, this is going to be a, a paint job. Yeah, my word. Because, yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I've got you, a, I've you already. Do you know the color? Like, have you got? Is that all sorted out? Yeah, I reckon it is. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, I reckon it's all sorted. Is that something that you'll tackle on your own or? It sounds like Bendigo's got got a, a professional on every corner for you. Yeah, it yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, yeah, not really, but yeah, nah. Um, yeah, no, I do all my own body work. I wanted to be a, a panel beater when I was a young bloke. Um, I worked for a for a panel beater for for a while, and um, I've I've got a few skills. So, um, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll do all the body work myself. I do all my own body work. Um, I've got another young bloke. Well, not a young bloke. I've got a bloke who's pretty clever and. He guides me if I'm not sure about anything. I'll just ring him and say, oh, well, come and have a look at this, will you? And um, or what do I use for this? And he'll guide me. He's actually going to paint it for me because he's um, he's good with a with a gun. So, I, I mean, I can do it, but he's better. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I've sort of got that got that sorted, the paint. Yeah, I reckon I know what I'm going to do. Um, yeah. Cool. And, and tell us a, the story about the truck. I mean... Where, where did this truck come from? I mean, they're getting harder and harder to find a, you know, the factory right-hand drive. I, I found one not long ago on a farm and uh, it took me about 20 phone calls to track down the owner only to find that it was a father-son project and they were going to rebuild it and it wasn't for sale, which yeah. was great to hear that it was going to get built. I mean, yeah. My concern is always that it's just going to sit there. And yeah, I know. I've, I've been there, um, done that, yep. Yeah, did, did you go looking for this truck? Did it fall on nah, your lap? Yeah, what fell, was the story? fell on my lap. I just, yeah, it was on, um, it was good on, on good old Evil Bay. And um, I was actually away. I was overseas and I was bidding on it when I was overseas. So, yeah, I won it. And, yeah, it was in Bendigo. That was that what appealed to me. So, yeah, it was in Bendigo. Um, yeah, it was nothing. Yeah, it was nothing special. It was just an old black, old black F100. 351, uh, nine inch, yeah, just an old clunker. Um, no, did a bit of work, obviously. Um, tub was half decent, but the floor were, floors were gone. Um, I've had to rebuild all the um, all the structural work underneath the underneath it, uh, which is a lot of work. Uh, mate of mine's a, a sheety, but he he can bends up a lot of stuff for me, and I assemble it and tack it together and weld it and so that was I've had to do all that underneath it as well there's just hours and hours and hours and as you know hours well anyone knows when they're building a car there's just hours and hours and hours of work and sometimes you just go uh, got to go inside you know you just yeah, yeah. or you walk out in the shed with a couple of beers and you look at it and then you have a couple of beers and you're nah, I'm going inside it was too cold or it's too hot or yeah but it's getting out yeah, it's it's getting there. It's just a lot, a lot, a lot of work, um, and I find inspiration on on uh, on YouTube when you see someone else who's got a truck and you think, yeah, right, I've got to get back in the morning again and and doing what I'm doing. It, it's you know it gives you inspiration to to get it happening. So there's lots of other little thing, yeah, lots of other little. There's lots of little things I've done on mine that a lot of people wouldn't pick up on. So just little bits and pieces, you know. And and it's been you know obviously pretty tough not having car shows to go to because i i definitely find you know with having a vehicle in the build is that you know you go to a car show and you see some cool trucks there and then 
you get home and like the next two weeks you do a heap of work on your yeah. truck because you're like, I just want to drive my truck to a show. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. been a, a little bit tricky, especially for us here in Victoria to to really not be able to do any of that sort of stuff and to stay motivated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, very difficult to do that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah. But getting back to the Crown Vic front end, everyone was also saying, you know, why are you doing that? As in, you know, oh, where are you going to get parts from? But all your consumables are, are quite easy to get. There's no drama with that. Consumables are, are easy. I've just ordered some some bushes, top <clears throat> top wishbone, uh, or control arm, sorry, not wishbone, control arm bushes from, from Tasca. They're, yeah, it's easy. I just post them out here. It's not hard. Quite easy. Consumables. Consumables aren't a big issue. And the, the thing about this Crown Vic too, like, uh, especially for Chevy guys who are probably sort of not listening to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, you know, like the Crown Vicks, you know, it's effectively your Mustang too or, or better because it's it's out of a 2000s model, normally quite often out of a police interceptor. So, that's, like, they're, that's right. they're a performance front end. They're, they're not just out of some piece of crap car, you know. Like, they're a, they're a modern, as you say, there's a bit of aluminium in them. They're lightweight and... And they come out of a V8. They're they're just a, a really good option as opposed to you know like a Series Three Jag front end. You're still talking what's that early '80s maybe technology. So yeah, it's 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 cool to see. I, I'm a big fan of the idea. Yeah, yeah, no, they're, pr- they're pretty cool. That's why that's why I, I I went that way. I thought, oh yeah. And what what I liked about it was bolt in. That's yeah, that's what I liked about it was just bolt in. Just four bolts that hold it in and. And um and that's it. It's oh well on the back of the control arm, like your bottom control arms is, and that's a bit of a uh, those bushings at the back. Uh, there's a couple of guys in America that are making. When I started doing it, there was no one doing anything for for um for Crown Vic, but now there's a few um, outcast um, the young bloke doing stuff that bolts onto the chassis, so you don't have to flip the those uh, the rubbers, um, so you can bolt those on and still have because they're on like a forty-five degree angle, and they're not flat. But I, as you saw in my, I don't actually I don't know that I sort of sent the photo. I spun mine and welded welded mine up to the bottom of the of the chassis, which is okay. That's what they were doing. But now this other these young blokes are doing this other way, and um, um, cast is an issue, but but it's not. With with them, you just get a die grinder and <clears throat> make the slot a bit bigger and make your make your washer a bit bigger and you can just crank it up and get your wheel standing straight up again. So that's that's pretty easy as well. So yeah, there's a few few fours for them. Yeah, they're quite quite good. And and what are you doing? What what are the wheels you've got on that? They're just Boyd Coddington uh, junkyard dogs. So but eighteen eighteen eights on the front and. Um, 29s on the back so always oh, like like the junkyard dogs they suit that style of truck or oh, that's my personal opinion or sort of suit that that's just, that's the way i wanted to go yeah the wheels are a big thing though there's, mm. there's a real attitude on yeah the yeah and uh it's interesting talking about um board Collington. if you're a, a bit of a podcast listener which i guess everyone that's listening right now to some degree is but um there's a there is a podcast and it's called uh, Hot Rods by Boyd, and I like to give that a bit of a plug every now and then because Boyd's son Chris Coddington uh, now runs the business and um, still makes wheels because obviously he learned that from his dad and that was that was his life. But uh, 
he does a great podcast and he gets all the old employees that work for Boyd from way back in the day and, and interviews them and they talk about the history of everything that's happened, um, you know, Hot Rods by Boyd, obviously the TV show and all that stuff. So if you're a, an old school hot rider and you grew up listening and, and watching Boyd's builds and, you know, I, I've been to the Peterson and I've seen Tadzilla and, you know, it's just amazing the stuff that, that came out of that place. So just a bit of a side note, but yeah, Hot, Hot Rods by Boyd, I think the podcast is called. Yeah, and, uh, right. Yep. Really cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I love them. They, they are that sort of classic look, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, Mark, yeah, they are that classic look for sure. So, it, it, it's either you, you go for that, or obviously everyone seems to be doing the smoothies with the hubcap yeah. at the moment. Yeah. There's, there's two really different styles around. So, yeah, I like the, them both. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Detroit, the Detroit steel wheel look, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind them. I don't mind all of them. They're yeah, they're okay. So. Yeah, pretty cool. I actually, I started making my own tailgate because I actually wanted, I wanted to do it like a tribute. I wanted to do an M100 because in Canada, they were called Mercury's. So I've actually got um, a friend of mine who's cut out Mercury, all the letters in the right, in the right font and the right size. And I was going to, um, I still might, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to stick that on the back of the, on the tailgate and do, do it as a Mercury, but um yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure where I'm going to go down that track or not yet. I'll, I'll see. So we're unfortunate. Let me, show Let me show you something. Hang on a second. Go on. Yep. So I've got dies that I'm pressing. Oh, have you? Full, full tailgates, yeah. Ah, cool. So I've got a 100-ton um, press brake. Have you? And Yeah, made up dies, and so I'm doing the, um, the Chevy tailgates, which are really cool. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So yeah. if you if you wanted to look at getting something pressed up properly, um, you know, we can have a chat about that later, maybe. Yeah. Right. Eh? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be very interested, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, because in Canada they were they were M one hundreds, not F one hundreds. So, but anyway, that's yeah. Yeah. Just something different. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, I love the Mercury's. I reckon they're. Yeah. Um, you no, know, they they were kind of similar to what Chev and GMC did in a little way because they, they often have a slightly different grill and that sort of thing, but yeah. they were pretty much the same. Pretty much the same, yeah, they were. Yep, they were yeah. pretty much the same. So, Is the plan for this thing to be on a full rego and yes. you know, daily yep. driver? Yeah, yep. yep. probably won't be a daily driver. <laughs> um, I did a, years ago, um, like what um, Jeff from Muncie Speed was saying there a while ago, that um, I did an XR... Years ago, when I was a young bloke, I did an XR GTU, you know, mock-up. But it was really, it was really, I'm going back, you know, 25, 30 years ago. And um, I did it, it was really, really nice. And I only drove it about half a dozen times. And the kid said, you never drove that car because it was too good to drive. I just couldn't drive it. And then I had a bloke knock on the door who was into XR Falcon Utes and he had a couple of nice ones. And he came up all the way from Warnerbull to, to Bendigo. I wasn't for sale. He just knocked on my door. He said, you want to sell that ute? I said, no, nah, it's not for sale. Anyway, he got talking to me and talking to me. And yeah, next thing he, <laughs> he drove it out the, out the door. So, um, But that's not, yeah, I'll definitely drive this. Yeah, definitely. I will definitely drive it. No worries at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not about daily driver, but yeah, it'll be a driver. Definitely. Yeah. Of, um, yeah. I've, I've got air conditioning. I'll put air conditioning in. I've got the, um, I've done the, um, the vintage air underneath it and made all my brackets up and I've got the, the block to put it through the firewall and, and all that sort of stuff. So, um, 
Yeah, it's going to have air conditioning and, yeah, be drivable. So, yeah, bench seat, though. Yeah, original bench, so I'm going to keep the bench seat. Not, not doing buckets and all that sort of stuff. I'm just going to do a bench seat. And, and that shifter I've got, I've made up a nice cover and, yeah. Awesome. And, and what about clubs? You know, are you a member of a club there in Bendigo? Nah. And... Nah, I'm not. Um, but, yeah, no, nah, I'm not. Uh, uh, just on just on all the Facebook uh, F100 sites, you know. But, no, nah, I'm not in a club. There's no really, no, you know, pick up trucks here in, like, um, clubs here in Bendigo, really. So Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um Cool. All right. Well, we're getting pretty close. So you've done a bit of travelling. Have you, you know, have you been to SEMA? Have you have you been over to a couple of the big shows, or, or what's your experience with that? No, nah, I haven't. I'd like to. Yeah, I'd like to. But you know, things are the way the world is now. I'd probably. Yeah, I don't don't know. I'd, yeah, I want to. There's a few on the yeah you know, on the bucket list. I've got the Isle of Man TT because I'm on motorbike head as well. So I do the Isle of Man TT. Um, and I'd like to do Pikes Peak. Um, so for doing Pikes Peak, well, you're over there. So, yeah, maybe, maybe when I retire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, who'd know? But no, I haven't. I haven't been haven't been to the States. Um, been to a few other countries, but, yeah, I haven't been to the States yet. So, yeah, I'd like to. Mm. And then... And then I guess the the other question that I, I really like to ask guys who who've, who've done the build. I mean, yours isn't finished yet, obviously, but um, sounds like it's getting you're over the hump and you. you're I'm over the I'm over the hump and and I'm yeah I'm on the because I do it all myself. Like I, I I do it all myself. Nothing. Yeah, do the whole. I mean, you know, I take the chassis down, da da da. But I it's all done. I do I do all my chat all my uh, panel work. Do everything myself. So it's, it's, yeah, it, like yourself. It's, yeah, yeah. So I'm so getting there. You, yeah, yeah, that's, mm. that's awesome. That's, I'm getting, and I'm getting you, there. If you could get in a crystal ball and, and go back to when, to when you first bought the truck on eBay and had it delivered at home and, you know, to where you are now, I mean, obviously you started off with a different suspension, you've changed that. So you, you've done a little bit of changing, but, what what would you do differently now, or are you pretty happy with the the route that you've taken? Yeah, I'm very happy with what I've done. Yeah, yep. No, nah, I wouldn't change it. I'd um, yeah, I'm quite happy with what I've done. I'm yeah, where where I'm at now, I'm yeah, quite happy with it. It's all all come together quite nicely. Um, yeah, but there's just lots of little little niggly things, you know, when you're doing it. As I said, you change one thing, and there's ten things lined up behind you to, to screw you over because you've changed one thing. Um. Like I had issues with uh, I had issues with my headers um, with the Crown Vic. I couldn't get my my steering out. So once again, there was another bloke here in Bendigo who's pretty handy with um, exhaust, and he made me up some real nice. You can't tell they look like original, but they just they hug the block more. So I've got my steering out of there now. So just all little things like that that you, when it's finished, people go, "That's pretty cool," but yeah, yeah. thousands got, of dollars and all these hours, all these hours of nutting shit out and and working it all out and and you know sometimes you, as you would have you throw your hands in and think ah oh, this thing, what am I doing this for? What do I do that for? And but yeah, look, you you nut it out and um yeah, and that's the fun of it. I think that really is the fun of it. Even though it's frustrating, the fun of it is nutting it out. That you nut it out and 
that's what I've done so far. And, you know, I've had people come up to me, um, a lot of um, Barra boys that, that have got dinos and shit like that, and they say, you'll never get it going. You'll never get it going. I said, oh, you're right, no worries. You'll never get it going. And I said, right, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll drive it over when I'm done. Yeah, yeah, no, you'll never get it going. You, all the electrics and all that sort of stuff, you'll never get it going. Never get it going. But this young young bloke I've got um, with me, working with me, he's um, he's fantastic. He um, and I said to him, "How did you learn all these thought? Just I said, what, "What's your background?" He works on a chicken farm. <laughs> <laughs> he works on a chicken farm, but he's he's just he's really talented, and he knows he's knows all these bits and pieces. And when I said to him about the about the 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 coyote, he said, "Well, all." all Falcon, well, Ford didn't change the wiring because it was a six-cylinder. If it was gas or it was petrol or whatever, so all the warrants, it'll all be the same. They'll be just using different wires for different things. And, and yeah, and that's, he was right. So I'm going to, I was going to use the original um, uh, dash fascia, uh, like out of the FG, and use one of those Muncie Speed, uh, the, the fiberglass ones, not the, not the carbon carbon fiber the, the fiberglass ones to put on but it's either that or i'm going to use the um the dakota digital because they're pretty cool and, and yeah and it's easy it's easy to easy to um to hook up with your can bus system so i can just do it all i don't have to have like i don't have to have lines running here and lines around there it's all done through the can bus um which as I said earlier, I, I didn't know what CAN bus was until I started doing all this and ECUs and, you know, and, and uh, trying to get ground speed. The ground speed on the FG is actually in the, um, in your um, uh, Yankee lock braking system. That's where, where it's all in there, in that little square box on the side there. That's where, you, where your ground speed comes out of your ABS, like... <laughs> Anyway, that's that's how it all works. So, um, yeah, it's been a bit of a, but yeah, it's good. I'm yeah happy with where, where I've gotten. Yeah, and we talked about it a bit earlier. I think <clears throat> in the background of your photo, there's another Ford cab sitting in the shed. So, you know, you're not you're not doing one build and stopping. What what's the story with that? Ah, uh, it's a 38 beer barrel. Always love the beer barrels, um, but it's a it's a proper pickup. I got proper pickup guards, not truck guards. I was lucky enough to get proper pickup guards, and um, yeah, so I'm going to put a, a 453. Well, I've got a 453 Detroit two-stroke diesel, and um, yeah, going to shoehorn that into that probably. I don't know yet. It's they're very heavy, so I, I don't know how I'm going to go but with the with the 38 chassis. I don't know. I don't know how I'll go with that. They're quite heavy, so they're nearly half a half a ton in the motor so i don't know how i'll go with that but we'll see i might i've got i've got a couple of f350 chassis i might be able to put on that and go a different route so we'll see what happens but yeah and and there's something that i know anyone that's listening i i can't tell you this as a fact but last time i spoke to my engineer because we chat about a lot of stuff and, and even about the podcast stuff so he knows that what I'm trying to achieve with my truck, if I could just buy a 2020 uh, Dodge Ram and just put my Chev on there, it would be so much easier. I'd just use all that original chassis. And I'm always 
bemoaning the fact that we can't do it. So he was telling me just recently uh, that Victoria are reinterpreting the way they are reading the rules yep. for the ADRs. Yep. And according to him, mm-hmm. in the very near future, you will be able to take any modern chassis, 2020 chassis, and put an old cab on it. And the chassis and suspension and running gear has to meet the ADR of the chassis, but the cab and everything inside the cab does not, right? Right. Which is the dream situation, which is what we all want. Yeah. So if what he's telling me is correct, and I've got no reason to think it's not, then then that's opening the door for, you know, you could go get a V8 Ford Explorer chassis, which has got quite a narrow yeah. um, chassis, and that beer barrel would probably fit on that quite nicely. And then you could put the Detroit in the front because it's got a heavy suspension for a V8. You know, that could work for you. Um, yeah, so that's a that's a stay tuned because I, I really look forward to hearing if that's actually a fact because that's a game changer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that's huge. Yeah. So. A lot of engineers too, I engage, not engage him, I actually knew him. He was, he was an engineer. My kids grew up with his kids and he was an engineer. And um, I spoke to him about what I was doing uh, early in the piece, and I said to him that I was going to um, notch the <laughs> notch my chassis. He goes, "What do you want to do that for?" I said, "Because I want to." He goes, "Oh." So I knew I knew from word go that he wasn't the bloke for me. <laughs> and they all interpret. They all interpret. It's it's open for interpretation. The law. Um, a lot of the engineer. Well. You, they interpret it different ways. So absolutely, yeah, absolutely, they do. And yeah, and and that's like what you say. You you've got to feel out a couple of guys and and see if they're into what you want to do. And yeah, that's right. That you got to see. If, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he he, he said to me uh, when I said I got a um, uh, a coyote. He goes, oh yeah, well you won't have to run cats, <clears throat> but but I do because it's super because it's it's fuel injected. So I've got to run all my original cats, um, and this. Um, the guy who did my my nice hugger up against the he swapped all like moved them all around for me and made them sit there quite nice so they're all they're all sitting under there really nice so I'm I haven't got a problem with running the cats um, that's what Ford brought it out with and that's what it's got so you know everyone said oh yeah get these cats and get those cats and that I um I was I've actually spoken to um, Herod guys a few times trying to suss out a few things and. I spoke to the Herod guys about it, and and they said, "Oh, you still got them cats?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "Don't throw them away." He said, "You know what they're worth?" I said, "No." He said, "They're worth two thousand dollars each." I said, "I won't be throwing them away." <laughs> uh, so yeah, I just, I just, I talked to heaps of different people and just ask questions. That's I just ask questions. You know, even it might sound dumb, well, not dumb, but naive. Maybe I don't know. I just ask questions and. You know, can I do this? Can I do that? Or what do you reckon about this? And oh, no, I wouldn't do that. Or yeah, that's fine. Or this is how that works. Or whatever. You know, it's just it's how you get there, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And and you know, most people are happy to talk about it. You know, I get I get messages a lot about my build with the Cummins and all this sort of stuff. And yeah, you know, it's like sure, I'll I'll tell you whatever I can. I'm not building some secret time machine. You know, no. like, yeah. What <laughs> what can I do to help you? That, yeah, 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 yeah. Through, all the hours of research that I've done, and you know, yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. And that's why I help those those couple of blokes out um, in Queensland, New South Wales, and I help anyone out. You know, they if they, yeah. But it's not Steve's, 
um, crownvic.com. No, it's not that. But yeah, I don't mind helping people out if they want to know something. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. It's like you say. It's not. It's not. Um, not secret men's business. I. Yeah. It's all. All good. Fantastic. All right, mate. Well, we. Um, yeah, we've clocked well over an hour. We've had a really good chat. And yeah, I, you know, really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I appreciate you reaching out. And, um, you know, like I say, to, uh, on a lot of the podcasts, you know, guys that are listening, if you've got a cool build and you, you're doing something as well, you know, just reach out to me and love yeah. to have a chat because, uh, you know, it's great. You know, every now and then I get a really high-end professional builder on the show and it's really cool to talk to them about what they're doing. But in the end of the day, most of the guys that are listening to the podcast are like you and I. They're at home, they're building in the garage on the weekend when the missus will let them sneak out for a few hours. So, um, and... I'm sure we've got ladies listening who yeah. are building as well. So yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to sound like I'm no. being sexist there. That's right. Um, yeah, but uh, no, absolutely fantastic to hear your story and, and we look forward, we'll come back and catch up with you a bit in the future and hope yeah. you things on the road. Yeah, no worries at all, Michael. I'm, uh, awesome. Yeah, no, really good. Really, really good. No, appreciate it. Cool. All right. Thanks, Steve. All right. No worries, Michael. Thanks, mate. Well, that's the show for this week. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. All information shared in our episodes is general and you should contact your engineer for advice on your build. Please remember to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and share it with friends and fellow enthusiasts on Facebook, iTunes, or the good old word of mouth. I appreciate hearing feedback, good and bad, so please feel free to shoot me an email, classicpickuppodcast at gmail.com. If you are interested in advertising on the podcast and have a relevant business, please get in touch. And finally... If you have a project you're building, it can be hard to find the time to work on it. Just spend 15 minutes a day, even if you only unbolt one panel or mount one bracket. You'll be amazed at how quickly it all adds up. The music you hear in the background of this podcast is called Hammer On Down by Uncle Bonehead. Until next week, enjoy the ride.